the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on Halloween. Oh, and it's uh, you know, normally this is a scary time of the season because you don't know what kind of goblins or ghouls are going to be coming to your door. But uh, of course, those are also politicians this time of year as well. <laughs> I'm trying to get support you, at the last minute. You don't minute. know what kind of goblins are going to host a podcast either. Yeah, yeah you don't know right. what kind of I'm tricks not. they're getting ready to pull on you on November second. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, but anyways, uh, we're, we have a little bit of a departure for you today. We are uh, going to talk mainly about the second amendment today and so we have a special guest on for that but before we get to that let me introduce you to our panel in our lower left hand corner we have leon the word brathwaite last word in liberty he is a retired engineer in the state of california in our upper right hand corner we have our screening eagle of freedom tim everett he is a pilot in the state of california in our lower right hand corner we have our third time returning guest sam the cannon parades of the california gun owners association <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> and he has an honorary name because with, he's been a three-time guest on the show. Yeah. And, he's, and he's got an itchy trigger finger. There you go. Well, you know, we, we just did a, oh, hey, look, we got some uh, Halloween animations going on here. That's new. Our invisible hand changed guest. I forgot to uh, introduce him, too. He's the one who makes all the magic behind the scenes happen. And very appropriate for Halloween, he's wearing his costume, too, which is invisible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, anyways, uh, we are going to uh, focus this time on mostly on stories, uh, gun rights happening outside of California. We just uh, did a show uh, that you can check out where we focus more on some of the issues going on inside. And of course, uh, assaults on the Second Amendment are happening all over the country. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about that. And let's go to Florida, where um here we have an issue with uh that perfectly demonstrates why the second amendment is important and <clears throat> they recently had a hurricane there hurricane ian and it did a lot of damage they were hit by big water big wind and just the type of stuff that knocks down buildings and and puts you under six feet of water and um DeSantis made no bones about it. He said, hey, look, we're a Second Amendment state. And you know what? If uh, if you see a house and you decide you're going to go in to loot it, hey, you loot, you know, we shoot. That's uh, that's uh, the sign that some people put up on their property. And, and they're a Second Amendment state. And that's that's the way they seem to feel about it. And you know what? We didn't hear about a lot of looting <laughs> in, exactly. in Florida. It's exactly. odd oh how gosh. that works. <laughs> what yeah. do you guys think about that? Yeah, it you works. Know, yeah, I think yeah, I think you know these are the kind of reasons why I think Ron DeSantis. I'm not here to advocate for him, but I'm saying one day he's gonna be president of the United States, okay? Because the hurricane came and it it was really uh, devastating. I have family members who who address the everybody to not write thank God, but the point is though, this man managed the hurricane and not only managed I mean the effects of the hurricane, the impacts of the hurricane. And then also manage the after effects like potential looting and made it quite clear. You loot, we shoot. 
And look at how much looting we heard about, as opposed to some of the other cases where we have had major disasters like this, where people are looting right and left. And this is why this man, I think, will want to be president of the United States, because he always seemed to have the solution for the problems ahead of ahead of um ahead of them or ahead of ahead of where whatever jurisdictions he, he's ruling or he's ruling over, I should say, or he's governing, I should say, is probably a more correct word. But I I love that statement. You loot, we shoot. And I think Ron DeSantos was, was was absolutely right that people have the right to protect themselves their family and their property in all cases. Well, in this case, it was a hurricane, the impacts of a hurricane. But this was a beautiful thing he did. And it was it probably saved many lives and, 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 and people's property. Well said, Leon. Sam, what do you think? Thank you. Well, <clears throat> you know, this is not the first time that this has happened. When uh, the, the, the big hurricane hit New Orleans and wiped out uh, the lower part of Louisiana, uh, they actually didn't have... Uh, Second Amendment protections and and police went around and confiscated firearms from people who were staying in their yeah. homes to protect their homes from looting. Well, uh, oh. Governors of America, we worked with a state legislator there to pass a law that would protect uh, citizens' rights, especially in in a disaster, and that no one, not the law enforcement, not no one, could take away their their right to protect themselves in their own homes. For fast forward here to Florida, DeSantis. He just hit a grand slam, man. He, you're absolutely correct. You heard no stories of, of, of looting because they knew that DeSantis meant what he said. You break the law and you take advantage of people that have had their lives devastated yeah. and they have nothing but a few items of value maybe left in the rubble that used to be their homes and you go in there to steal that from them, you are willing to lose your life to accomplish that. And, and well, uh, a lot of, lot of would be looters have just said, nah, I'm not willing to die for a broken toaster, you know, it, uh, it, and, and, and that's as it or, even, or even a toaster that works. That yeah, works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. No, so we, we, I tell you, those Floridians are amazing people. My wife and I, last week, we have a son who lives in Orlando, and the hurricane went right over Orlando. Um, and and we visited the, the west coast of Florida, and where we were, even though the hurricane came through with a, a big thump, they've already cleaned it up. It was almost in some of the areas, outlying areas, as if it never came. Uh, but right in the heart of the area, um, I spoke to a, a claims adjuster buddy of mine who was in Florida helping people uh, to try to rebuild their lives and get their insurance claims to rebuild their homes. And he said that the people who, who survived the, the hurricane said that it, it came and stalled and it just continued to swirl like a freight train destroying everything in its, in its circle and that the eye of the, of the storm was bigger than many hurricanes. It was huge, and the devastation was was terrible. So our prayers to the to the Floridians, uh, to the people that are helping them to recover, and um, they are a hardy people who are uh, we should be venerating and honoring to show what what uh, real resilience is all about. And if they want to use guns to protect their private property and their lives, God bless them. Yeah, more power to them. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it's amazing what you can get done uh, if you don't have to worry about nonsense and can just focus on the job and <laughs> and, yeah. and the job at hand was rebuilding things. And and so, yeah, yeah but I just remember I mean, yeah. all these other ones that we've had, like in uh, New Orleans in the past and other places. And and y you had looters just just coming from other states. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. just insane, right? Yeah, but, I bet uh, once they heard that the only opposition would be the police, which are few and far between as compared to the owners themselves that live in the house that yeah. don't want it looted or live nearby and are keeping a watchful eye and going in there to clean through stuff during the day and night even and whatever they do, you know, sleep on a sleeping bag on the wet couch or whatever, uh, you know, it, you know, with your shotgun. Uh, next to you. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, they, they had no idea. Um, but uh, New Orleans, uh, different story. Uh, the police came and confiscated firearms. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's like, okay. Could you imagine the insanity? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I can't think of anything more totally insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it's so yeah. refreshing to have a leader who is voicing that message that yes you can defend yourself whereas what we see in yeah. some of these crazy places like new york where people can't get out of fast enough is you defend yourself and even if it's all on yeah. video you're the one who's going to wind up in rikers island <laughs> so, yeah. well, yes. this yes. is uh, uh just just absolute nuts and it, you know we're really seeing uh you know a tale of two americas going on right now and it's uh it's kind of a scary uh kind of a scary issue but you know it's funny though not everything it, it we, we see some of these great messages from DeSantis but you know there was also kind of a, a head scratcher that happened recently as well too and that's that uh, there was a, a you know pro-gun a pro-carry demonstrator uh, who showed up at a DeSantis event and he was not you know threatening anybody but he was carrying a gun and I, I don't think it was an issue of necessarily DeSantis himself but some of the Republicans there had set it up as a gun-free zone which is kind of seems to be it, it's almost like you get people you know who knows maybe they imported some people from out of state to work on his campaign or something I don't yeah. know yeah. but uh, but anyways yeah so they they wound up uh, arresting the guy who showed up up to uh, demonstrate a second. In fact, here's a, the guy was from Gun Owners of America. Too. <laughs> he actually got DeSantis to to autograph his hat. He said, "But uh, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm not sure if that was the the guy who was carrying the." The, uh, the gun, but he was uh, there, I guess, and friends with the guy, sounds like. But anyways, uh, yeah, but I can't find the picture of the guy there in the story. But um, but anyways, so that happened, and uh, you know, I don't know, it's, it's like the GOP just not all on the same page on defending the Second Amendment everywhere? No, the, the, the answer is absolutely not. You have the, the, the evil party uh, and the stupid party, and uh, so many times... <laughs> You know, you can't tell which one is which, um, and and you know what? You don't I, that little letter at the end of your voter registration doesn't mean spit with regards to voting on the Second Amendment. But Second Amendment voters are from all stripes: D's, R's, Greens, Peace and Freakies, all the all <laughs> all kinds of people are Second Amendment voters. Now, with regards to DeSantis, now, mind you, I don't believe that had as he had control of this event, that that would have been uh, a, an issue. And I'll tell you this because he has been calling the state legislature in Florida to come in on special session to declare 
the uh, Florida a um, shall issue no a constitutional carry uh, state, and yes. and he's he's met resistance from the leaders in the Republican Party. So just because they have an R at the end of their of their name or their title doesn't mean that they are pro Second Amendment. They might mouth the words, but their mm-hmm. actions uh, prove differently, and that's why we have to we have to root out those people that are that are kind of anti-gun moles within our own ranks and and, 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 and support the good guys. Yeah. You know, the, the reason why this this particular incident became problematic for DeSantis, somewhat problematic, I don't think it's a major issue, but it became somewhat problematic, is because he himself have stated, I mean, out of his own lips, have said that gun-free zones don't work. He have said this Correct. On, Correct. Ma- on, on many occasions. And so when this incident occurred, you know, it, it looked like, you know, he's a damn hypocrite. But but you're right, Sam. I don't think this was an event that he or his people in particular were in control of. So, you know, it, it, it complicated matters. It complicated mm-hmm. matters. But it, it looks bad. It's more To me, it's more of a problem about optics rather than an actual problem in his DeSantis uh, philosophy about the Second Amendment or anything like that, you know, stuff like that. But it, it, certainly, it certainly presented a little bad optics for him. Mm-hmm. 100%. Agreed. Well, you know, uh, speaking of you loot, we shoot, uh, this sounds like a good time for our good guys with guns. And we speaking actually had a story of a guy who, who tried to loot and uh, <laughs> get, take shot. it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah this, uh, when did this happen? Uh wasn't too long ago. And I don't see it up in here. I'm, I'm pretty little... sure it happened this year. So I think it was. Yeah, I, I love the graphic. This. Yeah. Dweeb with a budget AR, which actually turned out to be a stolen AR, and salty grandpa with a shoddy with uh, Clint Eastwood uh, in the graphic there. Kind of, kind of, you know, it warms my heart to see uh, the old guys with gray hair and shotguns uh, duking it out and winning, coming out on top uh, against AR wielding young uh, skulls full of mush, to borrow from um, a, a former um, uh, talk show host. Um, I, and so, Tim, I'm going to play the video in the background so people can just see what happened oh, as yeah, well while you're talking. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you can bring that up, but uh, yeah, here he is, going to try to take a shot. Oh, oh no, gets yeah. shot himself. <laughs> um, hit, hits him in the arm. So he, so this shopkeeper was 80 year old in California, had to defend himself and his store from armed robbers at 2:45 a.m. this past Sunday morning, but not. This is longer ago than that. And then he's, he's there. One shot is fired and these guys are heading for the hills, which is very typical in home defense encounters. There's psychological stops. That's what this is called. They can't get out of there fast enough. Yeah, there's there's the the psychological stop of of a single shot fired in their direction. And and then there's the physiological stop where they, they actually get hit and put down. Um, anyway, so um, what's it say here? One would-be robber barged into the store with a large AR. I didn't know they were, came in different sizes, small, medium, and large, except maybe they're talking about barrel length. So it's a longer barreled AR. Okay. But the shopkeeper, who looks like he's been around the block a time or two, calmly pulled out his own shotgun and just blasted the criminal. That's the definition of playing stupid games and winning stupid prizes. So, uh, and, and so... Um, 
as the suspect ran out the out of the store, surveillance video from outside the establishment showed a second suspect inside the black SUV exiting the vehicle, also armed, on their way back. So two guys armed with ARs on the way their way back to the getaway car. The su- suspect is heard shouting, "He shot my arm off," which was a bit of an exaggeration, but under the circumstances, I'll let it go. So. Here's Greg Cope, the legend who shot the perp, and it's showing a, a picture of the salty grandpa with a shotgun. And then, um, however, after noticing the first suspect running from the scene, both suspects got back into the vehicle and drove away. They were located at a Southern California hospital, one of whom was suffering from a gunshot wound, cons- wound consistent with a shotgun blast. Oh, how- <laughs> How unusual. Three additional suspects were also located at the hospital in the suspect vehicle, which had been previously reported stolen. The BMW SUV, I guess, yeah, they can't afford BMWs normally, uh, was also found to contain numerous stolen firearms. They were hanging around outside waiting to grab the bag full of cash they've hoped to get. And the only thing the robbers got was an armful of lead. (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, Cope was not left uninjured from the experience. In this case, lawfully armed member of our community prevented a violent crime and ensured their own safety while being confronted with multiple armed suspect deputies wrote in a press release. That sounds favorable. Uh, the store owner suffered a heart attack shortly after the incident. He is in the hospital recovering from the health scare. So I hope he's going to be okay. And um, so... Fortunately, he is recovering, and fortunately, the police seem to be grateful for his act of self-defense. End of story. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. As, as uh, I mentioned earlier, I, I, I think of the, the shop owner, and, you know, he had that shotgun, and there's an old adage amongst uh, gun owners, and especially those who use them for self-defense, and it's, it goes like this. Beware of man with only one gun. He probably knows how to use it for everything. So, you know, he, he yeah. that, that was amazing. And, and then the interesting thing, the guys, knuckleheads, not knuckleheads, boneheads outside trying to get in the car. It was like a, a, a it was like a three ring circus. One guy opens the front door. Yeah. He says, I got shotgun. I got shotgun. No, you're, uh, I'm sitting in shotgun. So he had to slam the door shut, open the back door, get in and, and off, off they went, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen this. Are nuts. Yeah. So we, you know, it's funny because I, I remember when I was a kid watching the Lone Ranger and what he could do with just one shot. (laughs) Sent a a whole. (laughs) Yeah, this person sent a whole crew right in for the hills with one shot. Yeah, (laughs) and and you don't even have to hit them. Uh, The I've I've, I don't know how many surveillance style videos I've seen. A a ton of these kind of break-ins, home, home, or or in this case, a shop, but uh, uh, I've seen home break-ins where four guys were armed with nine millimeters. And one woman, for example, in this one example, it just, it's so typical though, but she comes out shooting wildly, doesn't hit anyone, but all four of them scatter like roaches to the light, <laughs> I'm telling you. And, uh, you know, and so uh, no one gets gets hit, no one gets injured, but uh, this uh, particular woman uh, was able to uh, scare all of them off with wildly shooting in her house. So, um, yeah, yeah, armed, and it, it could be a, you know, it could be a twenty-two. You could be shooting with nine. T- this psychological stop stuff, you know. I mean, you know, I, I prefer the shotgun, but uh, 
you, you could use darn near anything. And 90 95 probably percent of the time, the people are going to run. Um, yes. So, so this is a reality of your typical home defense. And it's yeah. only because criminals are looking for an easy mark unarmed and someone that's just going to lay over and take it. And so if you don't, if you refuse to take it lying down, then um, your, your outcome likelihood, regardless how many suspects are, are breaking in and regardless how armed they are, is extremely good. You know, just, just putting up a resistance, armed resistance. Tim, uh, this last week, hang on a second, Leon. I just want to uh, punctuate what Tim just said. Last week uh, and, and a little bit longer than that, the FBI was roundly criticized for underreporting the number of times that good guys used a gun to defend themselves. The, the, the armed citizens used guns to defend themselves. Even the Supreme Court said in Heller versus in, in uh, both in Heller and McDonald and then in Bruin, they said, uh, Justice Thomas said, 2.5 million times a year, law abiding citizens use guns to defend themselves thereby not being mm -hmm. victims. So the other yeah. side would like for those 2.5 million occasions to not exist. Well, if they didn't exist, you would take 2.5 million survivors and flip them over to the category of victims. Mm -hmm. How crazy is that? <laughs> those are facts that this Biden FBI is unwilling to talk about the truth. So um, mm -hmm. it's important for, for uh, your show and, and other shows who are out there uh, shining light on freedom and liberty and truth for people to understand that, that law-abiding citizens use guns to defend themselves and prevent from being victims every single day, far more often, far more yes. often than, than, yeah. than criminals make, uh, make victims. Well, yeah, you know, if I could you see, but... that. Uh, just say Sorry, that. Uh, thanks, guys. If I could add to that, I would uh, just say that. And it doesn't have to be that someone died from the defensive encounter. It could be right. that no shots were fired. It mm -hmm. could be that a shot was fired and missed, or it could be a shot was fired and wounded, but did not kill. Or it could be a shot was fired and the per perp went down and died could be any any one of those and it could also be a defense against not just an armed encounter with with a firearm but it could be armed with a baseball bat or a crowbar or a right. hammer or yeah. just the bare hands it could be it could be any show of force it could be multiple attackers that mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. it could be stronger younger more able to get around and boy am i jealous of them and they're out there you know trying to victimize you know people like me that can't get around so easily or maybe a woman that's weaker and uh and by herself and you know so all these situations are included in that two 250 million per year um uh um graphic or or um uh, analysis whatever it is yeah mm -hmm. factoid leon you were saying no, I was just gonna say. See, you see, there's there's a big conflation going on with this whole gun control, uh, gun control uh, people, folks. They want what they do is they conflate. I guess I, I think deliberately they conflate the um, law-abiding citizens who are gun owners and the criminals who are gun owners. <clears throat> they put them all in one category and say we should control all of them. 
when the fact of the matter is really and truly we need to control the criminal gun owners because they are the ones who are out there trying to steal our rights and our properties. They are the ones out there trying to do that. But these crazy people, these gun control activists, as they like to call themselves, they want to say just because you own a gun or you want to own a gun, that makes you the same as those criminals out there who are trying to use guns to do nefarious acts, to take nefarious action against the law-abiding law citizens. But yeah. they are not one and the same group. And these gun control people trying to make them into one group and trying to punish all of us, the law-abiding, because of the actions of the criminals. I, I can I can add to that why that is, Leon, and from based on what I've heard from my liberal friends, is that they actually think, at least some of them, not going to lump everybody, but they they actually think that the presence of a firearm uh, has a tendency because you're you're this. Uh, person that that uh uh has has the ability to use it is that uh they think uh this this person is is going to be a hammer thinking that everything's a nail now and that uh you're going to whip this gun out at the slightest provocation because you are are being tempted by the firearm itself to utilize Tim, Tim, it when you know. talk about a hammer and everything's a nail that's exactly the way they see government <laughs> everything's a oh, nail yeah. and they oh, yeah, see yeah. government as the hammer yeah. Exactly. Yeah. go on yeah, yeah. And, and why and why they feel it's okay if the government is armed themselves but not you it's because you're going to be tempted by that gun to use it illegally and uh, inappropriately against anybody, like your neighbor walking on your lawn. You're, you know, it's like, oh my God, yeah, I got to kill that guy because, I, you know, because I can. You know, simply because I can. That's what they think. They think that if you didn't have that temptation, you would, you know, even though you might think you're moral and you're not going to use it illegally or immorally you, you know, are on that precipice and you could go either way because, you know, that's what, and to me, that's projection. That is projection. Yeah. Yeah. I would feel that way if I had the gun. So therefore you would feel that way if you had the gun. Okay, Mr. Liberal, I'm not that way. <laughs> well, you, you know, the, the funny thing with all this though, is that the, these guys who actually showed up in your good guys with guns uh, segment, you know, they're not the ones who would follow the law. Even in this lefty world, if they had their gun control laws, the guys showing up with guns aren't the ones following the laws. Exactly. So you're literally disarming yes. the, the other people. But only the law abiding only the law abiding will. And if these people just yeah. look a little bit look at in states where there are people who are where it's concealed carry or where they, they have the right to own to be and keep arms, look at in those states. And you will see how many of these states could report that they have taken away after permits were issued. How many of these states you see where a whole ton of law-abiding citizens suddenly became criminals just because they own firearms? It's, it's very few, very few people who, who legally own firearms end up becoming criminals. It's very few. It's not, it's not, it doesn't happen very often. You know, but... Well, yeah. Well, well, Leon, speaking to uh, places, well, well, speaking of places where just crazy, you know, anti-gun activists are running the show, let's go to New York because 
that, that's sort of the flip side of what we're seeing in Florida. So it makes it, and certainly California, too. But uh, we've talked about California plenty on the previous show. So let's talk about New York a little bit. So that was the heart of the whole recent SCOTUS uh, decision, the Supreme Court yeah. decision, um, where, you know, New York tried to say, well, you got to show a good reason why you want to have a gun. <laughs> You want to have a gun? I think it was for uh, concealed. I'm not sure if that was for concealed carry or just to have mm-hmm. a gun. Period. But either way, uh, you know, they, they were essentially saying, "Hey, you've got to show good reason." And the court said, "No, that's not true." And so they threw that out. So what did New York do? The answer to that is not to say, "Oh, okay, gun rights are important." It's to, well, let's find a whole bunch of new laws that get around whatever the court just. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where they even want to, uh, you know, uh, regulate uh, and they want you to register to get ammunition. So, I mean, you know, it's just a, a bunch of nonsense uh, one way or another. But uh, what do you guys have to say about this? Uh, you know, just seems like they're just bound and determined no matter what to take away your guns in New York. Sam, somebody don't lead us off on this. Well, gentlemen, the boneheads from the state of New York and their kissing cousins in California have switched. The the Supreme Court said you cannot use subjective criteria in the issuance of concealed carry permits. It has to be objective. Right. Some law abiding, law abiding. They own a gun legally. Uh, They haven't committed any crimes and they get a permit. Now, what New York said, they used to have this law that says, you need to tell us why you need a permit. <laughs> oh, and if, if we don't like the reason why you need a permit, you're not going to get one. So when the Supreme Court said that's out, they said, okay, you're going to need to prove to us how you are a person of good moral character. You're going to have to allow us to interview three people in your life, including anybody you live with. And you're going to have to submit multiple years of your internet posting so that we can see if you're a nut job (laughs) and and you're going to have to take hours and hours of training and you're going to have to learn about you know mental health issues and you're going to have to prove to us that you know how to change the oil in your car (laughs) and the brakes i mean it's it's ridiculous what it is that they're requiring and then they're saying okay you pass all this criteria, and although every one of those things is a subjective judgment, somebody has to evaluate, well, the person they live with, their wife or spouse, the spouse or, um, uh, you know, they, 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 okay, they, 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 they said it's okay for them to own a gun. So somebody's making a subjective uh, a, a decision on that. So they said, okay, if we issue a concealed carry weapons permit, we're going to allow you to carry it nowhere in the state of New York, because we're going to make it illegal for concealed carry weapons permit holders to carry in hotels, bars, schools, parks, stadiums, churches, uh, street, yeah. churches, <laughs> churches yeah. Uh, and the roads and sidewalks adjacent to all of these places, public parks. And so in essence, uh, they they told Justice Thomas, well, they didn't tell him anything. They just kind of gave him a signal. And when he said, you cannot declare the entire island of Manhattan a sensitive area, a gun-free zone, and prevent people from going, uh, from carrying concealed firearms. So New York said, 
okay, we're not going to declare Manhattan. We're just going to declare every business, uh, every school, every park, every uh, 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 public and private place, a gun-free zone and uh, individually, and therefore people cannot carry. And if you do carry, uh, you're going to be uh, uh, in violation of the law. And businesses, private businesses that want to allow people to carry have to put a sign in the front of their business that says, we welcome conce legal concealed carry weapons permit holders in this establishment. If that sign isn't there and, and somebody gets arrested with having a concealed firearm, even with a permit in one of these businesses, they are in deep kimchi. And and so New York is, they are so incensed that the Supreme Court crushed their anti-gun dreams. And they know they're going to lose, but they're doing everything they can to drag this thing out through the courts as long as they can. And thankfully, we're learning things like, Oh, Governor Hochel and, and, the, and the Attorney General are facing election. And it's not a guarantee that they're going to win. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. so left-wing out there. Even for New York, they're facing troubles. Uh, that yeah. should send a message to them that they are on the, on, on the wrong rail uh, of this uh, constitutional train, and they're going to get run over. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, you know, you know, going with that analogy, they're so used to pushing the average guy onto the rails in New York, <laughs> literally, yeah. Yeah. that, yeah. Uh, you know, this is, this is coming home to bite them, I think. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. It truly is. It, it, it's, and, and <clears throat> guys, here's the fact of the matter is since the New York State Rifle and Pistolization uh, Association v. Bruin case that came from the Supreme Court earlier this year, in every lawsuit that we have been involved in that challenges assault weapons or large capacity magazines, concealed carry, ammunition registration, uh, you name it, we have won in every case when it's come to court because the Supreme Court said, you can't say is this a violation of the Second Amendment? And then what is the government interest? Is the government interest so strong that it is okay to violate the, the, the people's Second Amendment rights? Justice Thomas said that that's one step too many. If it violates the Second Amendment, it is unconstitutional. And if you have a gun control law that you are proposing, if it didn't exist at the ratification of the Bill of Rights, it's unconstitutional. So the government now has to prove that they had analogous laws that existed back in, in, the, in the late 1700s in, in order to, to be able to even begin to argue that they might be constitutional here. Of course, they don't, they don't accept the fact that there were actually high capacity firearms that existed at the revolutionary time. There were um, uh, uh, all of these things. There were no gun bans. There were no bans of people carrying guns in church. As a matter of fact, several of the colonies had laws that said, if you don't bring your musket and your possibles to church with you, you're going to be fined two pounds of tobacco for violating the law in this colony. So when people say, yeah, we can, we can ban guns in churches, and James, exactly maybe you can get this uh, visual up there too, because we also had uh, the, 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 you know the, 
literally had to have a judge tell them, hey, you know, if somebody <laughs> wants to bring a gun into their church, you can't just tell them they can't, you know? I mean, that's, uh, uh, and, and of course they tried to ban that. So yeah, it's just, just craziness. Uh, but you see, this, 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 is the, this is the problem here is that this, this, the second amendment is the only right that, well, I mean, they're trying to do the other rights too, but this is the only right that we must ask the government permission before we can exercise our constitutional right. I mean, this is this is insane. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it, yeah there, 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 are, there should be absolutely no preconditions to the exercising of a constitutional right. It's exactly. either a right or it's not. And our founding fathers, when they wrote the Bill of Rights, they they said this government is not granting these rights. We are enumerating them as pre-existing the establishment of the United States of America. They were given to us by our creator, yes. as they said in, in the Declaration of Independence. And they, you know, it must have been a super interesting debate because you had some of the founding fathers that said, hey, we just finished the civil, uh, 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 Revolutionary War for Independence. Uh, everybody knows what, what rights are all about. We don't have to have specifics. And then you had the other founding fathers who said, you know what? Some of your kids and my kids in the future are going to be knuckleheads, and they're going to forget about what the sting of war is and the battle and bloodshed in order to achieve freedom and liberty. And we better put some of these most important pre-existing rights into the Constitution to prevent them from being boneheads in the future. And that's why we got the, the Bill of Rights. And And... You can't force people to get insurance before they they exercise a right. You can't force you can't tax them to before they exercise a, a constitutional right. right. You can't force them to do the special the, the, the special the hokey tax. pokey. Yeah, uh, right. you, you, you can't force them to Turn do yourself that. Around. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, you know, one of the crazy things too with all this, just like we talked about with the good guys <laughs> with guns. I, you know, just saying that people can't carry guns into churches doesn't stop the bad guys from carrying guns into churches. And we've seen multiple cases out there yeah, of, of bad guys carrying guns into churches. And if nobody is allowed to legally have them in there, then you've got no defense. And we've seen actual cases where people are armed in the church. They're good, you know, uh, citizens of their church community, and they they stand and they defend them, uh, you know, when, yeah. when these, uh, when these crooks show up. So it's, uh, you know, it, it, this is something where, you know, you're literally just leaving the, the flock defenseless, you know, when you, when you pass these, these things, but, you know, speaking of other goofy things that New York does as well, they have these gun buyback programs and these things are happening all over the place. Well, somebody wanted to make a statement about how ridiculous they thought these programs were. And so they decided, okay, you know, you're going to, you're going to give us money for gun parts and guns and other things and no questions asked. Okay. So he just printed up a bunch of pieces of guns and came in and netted $21,000. Wow. <laughs> and so New York then had to scratch their head and not say, hey, wait a second, maybe this doesn't make sense. They just said, oh, well, let's just change the rules a little bit so we can keep yeah. on doing it. Yeah. <laughs> what do yeah. you guys think of these gun buyback programs? Oh my God. I don't know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a waste of time, quite frankly. I mean, I don't know what 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 has been achieved by any of this, quite frankly, because it's, it, these buyback programs does not deal with the problem of of people criminals using illegally owned guns to commit nefarious acts. 
It does not deal with that in, at, at, at any level. So I don't know what is the point of even having a buyback program. It's it's it's, it's just ludicrous. So in America, we have um, it's estimated somewhere around five hundred million guns in private possession. Five hundred million. So and you growing. have a gun and growing. That's right. By hundreds of thousands in California and by millions nationwide. So you have a gun buyback program and they net a whole 180 guns that were turned in. Most of them are junk. Yeah. Most of them, the value that they get back is worth more than the gun itself. So they go ahead and they turn that value into cash and they go get another gun. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it's one, you know, 186 or 250 or even a thousand guns that might be turned in at some, you know, uh, gun buyback program that where they're persistent and they leave it there open for a week for people to be able to bring in their their guns that they want to get rid of. So what does that translate according to 500 million guns in private possession? Point zero 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 one percent of the number of guns that are out there. And when we did the, the the good guys with guns segment, what did they say? What did the news report said? These boneheads were using stolen guns. They were not legally purchased guns. Exactly. They stole exactly. the car. They stole the gun. They're criminals. So all of yeah. these laws that only affect people like the four of us and millions of other people who abide abide by the laws who who respect each other who by the way are the safest of all gun owners out there yeah uh, ccw holders across the country are the most law-abiding segment of society in all of america they're more law-abiding than law enforcement officers as a group so to, to their um, own detriment Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but but uh, so it's it is craziness. We are fighting Looney Tunes, people who don't make sense. You know, they believe that if they keep throwing these lies up often enough, that people are going to begin to believe them. And and gun buyback programs are a massive waste of 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 resources. Um, and and but you know what? more power to them if they want to you know have people bring in their daisy red riders that are no longer shoot straight or or you know whatever it is they want to do for a you know a hundred dollar gift card at some grocery store or auto parts stores more power to them but uh um it just shows the lunacy in in in, in how people okay, bottom line as long as the gun controllers continue to focus on guns, we will continue to have criminal acts with guns. We need to focus on criminals. We need to identify them, arrest them, separate them from society for a very long time, and you will watch crime rates go. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. And that's what we need to do. Yes. Well, you know, speaking just to, just to, Put a fine point on that whole lunacy issue. Uh, this sort of takes us to our good guys, or, or excuse me, not good guys again, but our knucklehead noise patrol, and and the the leader of the pack among that side, <laughs> essentially, uh, Captain Joe Dementia, uh, was recently in an interview 
uh, let's see. So this this was on October 23rd, and it was with a uh, sort of a lefty group called Now This. And he was talking about legislation that he's pushing for gun control. And what he said was, he literally said, my legislation uh, says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round. So he really wants to regulate guns in just unimaginable ways. <laughs> ways we, we, we're not even sure what it means. At this point. Kind of like most of his legislation. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he's re referring to uh, eight-round federal flight control uh, double-lock buckshot rounds. Uh, where you do have eight projectiles in a round. That's at right. The same time. That's right. Yeah. Yes, 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 you do. And uh, over time, over history, over history, some in, uh, uh, ingenious uh, ammunition manufacturers have created uh, rounds that have multiple projectiles in a a revolver or semi-automatic round. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen eight. I mean, he's he's inviting us to amp this thing up and and uh, uh, have eight rounds coming out with one shot. Wow. Hey, well, that if, if that's fun. all he's going to do, actually, I think we're in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's all he's after. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on now, come on now, give, 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 give the guy, come on now, give the guy a break, okay? I mean, you know, some days the guy don't know what day of the week it is. Some days he do not know his name. Some days he don't know he's even president of the United States. You guys really expect him to know something about guns, man? Seriously, come on. Give yeah. me poor guy a break, okay, please. Okay. <laughs> you, you know, this is the guy that if you follow him, you're guaranteed to go down the road of perdition. He is the one as vice president who said, you have a shotgun, somebody's trying to break into your house, just shoot through the door with a shotgun. Somebody yes. did that, and they are now in prison We're because prison. they followed. And what was his, what was his defense? I just said what the law, what the vice president said was legal to do. I mean, he was a, uh, 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 there was a nut loose way back then. And now as the president, that is a very scary thing, guys, you know, to have uh, somebody of his capacity as the leader of the free world. Uh, well, you know, so you see, well, you see, that's just the problem. That's just the problem, man. Son. He have no capacity. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. well, well, speaking of, of just concern over having people like this in leadership, Tam, you guys have a, a website where you guys give advice on on all kinds of advice on how to help, help voters sort through some of these Second Amendment issues. And maybe we could get that up real quick and you could tell us a little bit about that as we wrap up the show. Okay, this is our website at gunownersca.com. If you click on About, and then you click down to the GOC Pack, this gives you, um, uh, whoops, whoops. Geos, there it goes, the GOC Pack. And you see you can click on a GOC candidate scorecard for California legislative races uh, and, and the... Um, constitutional officers you can scroll up and down and, and we give ratings and endorse candidates so that you know everybody who's running for statewide office in california uh where they stand on the second amendment uh the, the next link over would would take you over to our gun owners of america website and it'll give you actually the congressional ratings for all congress people in in uh in california if you go to all ratings and just pick california um, 
and you 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 can find out where where the the California legislators stand. You can actually look to see where they stand everywhere across the country. That's a a, a nice asset. Uh, so you don't have to be from California. You can find your own state and find out you know where the the candidates stand on the Second Amendment. The next issue, you know, gun owners in California doesn't take positions on ballot measures in in the state unless it's gun related. But we get hundreds of calls in the office and say, okay, Sam, how would you vote on these propositions? So I said, okay. So I post my my own personal voter recommendations under ballot measures, and you click on that, and it'll tell you how to vote on on propositions, the propositions that are up on, on the ballot. And then the next one over is judges. We work with a, a buddy of ours, Craig Huey, who's done an amazing job to find out as much as possible where judges stand on the Second Amendment. If you go down to, to California uh, on this on this page, there you go. Click on that, and and it'll take you to um, statewide. Those are the judges for the Supreme Court or, or the appellate courts and recommendations. And one of the key points that he uses in declaring making recommendations is where they they stand on Second Amendment issues. Uh, that takes an immense amount of work to find out where judges are. Um, and 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 then you if you go back, there are a few of the major counties where uh, we were able to find, you know, where where judges stand and, and we can help you. And we're, last but not least, you can call our office at 916-984-1400. Uh, 916-984-1400 and we will help you with your ballots if if uh, you know you don't if you are have uh, a phobia against laptops and computers and and but still want some good information please reach us and we would be happy to walk through your ballot and every place that we can help you make a decision to make an informed vote we'd love to do that so awesome. um, important stuff Awesome. Well, thanks, uh, Sam. And by the way, we've had Sam on a few other times to talk about things. So you can go check out some of our uh, older shows and one we just did recently with him on some of the California issues as well. Uh, so thanks again for joining us, Sam, on this one. And thank you all for our listeners. And hopefully we'll get through these scary times of this uh, crazy Biden abyss that we're all slipping into. here. So uh, thanks so much. And until the next time, stay free. Yes, indeed. Life liberty and the pursuit of happiness always and forever thank you for listening to the knuckleheads of liberty podcast find us on facebook rumble youtube your favorite podcast network and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com